Hello everyone! Welcome, or should I say ciao, buongiorno, whatever the locals call it. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Summer of Ant miniseries. Um, oh, I mean, ciao, buongiorno. Either way, this episode is going to be pretty much all about Italy. Yeah, we are going to the land of Mario and Luigi. Take that in. Last episode was traversing borders between Germany and Switzerland. That was a fun episode. And on this episode, we will be going through the cities of Milan and Pompeii. Italy has always been on the to- one of the like top of my bucket list, like definitely like top three for like almost two years. So I'm, I was really excited to see what everyone has been talking about, and I had a lot of hope. I had a lot of hopes because um, one of my favorite movies, uh, Angels and Demons, it's it traverses. There are a bunch of places along Rome, and I'm like, Rome's cool, Italy's cool. It's all cool, you know. Everything about Italy is cool. Which I mean, I wasn't wrong. Italy was very cool. There was so much to see, and it was very different compared to. Germany and Switzerland, especially considering how Switzerland was just mountain. So, yeah. First impressions of Italy were a little disappointing, I want to say. Because we uh, still had the car rental, the uh, PEV MG from last episode. So, we took, we just went on a drive. (laughs) Right after finding the Cow Oasis. We decided to go straight towards um, Milan, so we crossed the border, figured out how to speak Italian a little bit, struggled how to pump gas because none of us speak Italian. <laughs> yeah, I think this was the first time we had a language barrier. Cause, I mean, apart from Germany, but we had our like relatives there, so they helped us out. But Italy was like the first time we properly felt like a language barrier. And it did, it, it was annoying at times. So I would totally suggest for, for wherever we go, learn a couple words as a language. And it, like, it also helps out knowing that you're not like a complete tourist and it helps out like the local shopkeepers, like whoever you're talking or buying things from. So learn a language or not even like just, not even be fluent, just know like a couple sentences or just some words that might come in handy. Like just simple in Italy, I think I said ciao or buongiorno. I think ciao is the more casual way, and then buongiorno is the more formal. Well, I think it's a ciao a couple hundred times, like, per day. I don't know why. It reminds me of uh, that scene in uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, season 3, I think, was the f- first or second episode, where they're in, like, the Fire Nation town. And Aang, of course, he hasn't been there in, like, a hundred years, so he's... Like an old man, he's using the old lingo, and he calls everyone like a, a hotman. I was like, hotman? Hotman? And that was essentially me, if you want to put a picture in your mind. Um, yeah. First impressions of Italy, everything was really, like, everything seemed sketchy for some reason. It was like, either it was like a complete countryside, or it was like a fully commercialized spot. From all the way from Switzerland to Milan, that's pretty much all it was. Like, um, we, I remember the first night we got food to eat, 
we literally didn't see anything for like an hour or two like no buildings no sign of life nothing apart from like the cars on like the highway and um all of a sudden and we just see like all these like flashing lights like you know come here we got this we got that like it's like the scene in spongebob where they first enter atlantis and then they get just like hypnotized by all the billboards and all the lights and everything in the sponge out of water movie i don't know why i'm going straight to movies for some reason it's like the third show or movie i've mentioned and it's been like five minutes um yeah Everything was really sketchy for some reason. And and it was a little concerning because, you know, new country, a lot to lose. Yeah. Um, but there were some things that were good about Italy that like all-encompassing. The food over there is really interesting because it's like a different style of cooking. I know how to cook. Like, I'm fairly involved and I'm fairly developed in my cooking skills, so I, like try different techniques, try different things from across the world. But the thing about Italy is that for, especially in, like, American um, American cuisine, you just, like, pile toppings together and you, like, uh, create, like, an all-encompassing flavor ball. <laughs> like, think about it, like, burgers, pizza, like, noodles, I guess. Like, you just stack, or not, like... Physically or just like, you know what I mean, just you, you stack a bunch of things on top of each other and then the all-encompassing taste, taking parts from every ingredient, that's the thing that tastes good. But for Italy, they focus on each ingredient and try to make that ingredient as best as possible. I remember, I think one of, the favorite, one of my favorite foods I ate there was a pasta called cacio e pepe. And it was mind-blowing. It was so good. And the even more crazy thing was that there were literally, like, no special ingredients. And it was literally just, like, super high-quality pasta. Like, super high-quality oil. Or olive oil. They put olive oil on about everything. I remember we went to breakfast. Or we got breakfast one time from, like, one of our the spots near our uh, hotel. And it was literally, they just, like, gave us, like, a plate of cheese dipped in olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they put olive oil in everything. Yeah, so Gacho e Pepe, it's just super high-quality pasta, super high-quality olive oil, uh, black pepper, and cheese. And I think butter. But, like, it was it's so good. Um, yeah, so the cuisine there is really interesting. Uh, before visiting to any of the main cities, our first stop was the, uh, the Museo Automobili Lamborghini. So the Lamborghini Museum that's, like, inside the official Lamborghini factory. Um, it was, like, it was fairly expensive, though. It was, like, about, like, 20 euros per person. And euros are, like, 1.75-ish Canadian. So, yeah. Fairly expensive, but then again, it was worth it for a car lover like me because you would get to see so many cars they're probably never going to see again in your life. I think they had about every single model of Lamborghini there from the old ones from like the 60s and 80s to the um, anniversary, like the 25th anniversary Countach that was 
on display. It was so nice. It's I probably like my one of my favorite designs of a car is when it mixes in old with new. I remember when the new Pagani model came out, I was absolutely amazed by that thing because it had the old elements, but it was in its new form. It was so nice. I saw so many nice cars, like, once again, the Countach. Um, which other ones? There were, there were the old ones, like the Yuriko. There were, like, the hatchbacks and whatnot. There was a Lamborghini Jeep. I forgot what that one was called. Uh, the Diablo, which ones? Uh, we saw the Veneno, the Murcielago, the Centenario. So many insane cars. Um, that was my first time seeing both the Veneno and the Centenario. And I haven't seen, I've, I've been wanting to see those cars for such a long time. And finally seeing them, I was just losing myself. I was a little kid in a candy shop. Uh, there was even the, uh, it was in, uh, like a prototype version of a, like an electric model for Lamborghini. And it was really nice too. And that was like the only one where the tour guide, there was a tour guide like near us. We didn't buy one. Like she like opened the doors and like, um, started the car and everything. That was, that was really cool. Um, next, uh, yeah, there were so, it was super hot, like, all throughout Italy, like, in my nose, it literally says, being absolutely mutilated by my mosquitoes. So, just, just imagine, yeah, uh, it was not fun. It really wasn't, uh, it was so hot, it was like 40, 50 degrees every day, so many mosquitoes everywhere, like, my legs were literally just like a buffet for mosquitoes. Um... I want to point out that everyone in Italy, like all the citizens, like I said, it's different compared to like Paris or something. Because Paris was tourists. Like the entire city of Paris was a tourist spot. But with Italy, you can very distinctly tell between like residential areas and tourist spots. And in, uh, especially in like Rome or in other cities, um, most of the tourist spots were all like churches or like chapels or like christian related things since that's like the capital of christianity i hope that makes sense that's not like offensive in any way i hope not i'm sorry i apologize well yeah everyone in italy has character either be like religious character or like fashion everyone has their own little thing just off like looks alone i know it sounds really like shallow and like superficial but like you could definitely tell that uh, people there are very, uh, they're expressive in the sense that, like, everyone's a lot more talkative. Everyone's a lot more, like, open with, like, their hand gestures and whatnot. And overall, everyone is character. Um, I think one of the biggest expenses we had in the entire trip was just in Italy alone was the amount of tolls we had to pay just to get through the different cities. It was like every five minutes, so it was a different type of toll. For those who don't know, tolls are like uh, the specific highways that people have made, or like companies have made, that you need to pay to get on. So it may, so it's like a premium 
premium highway, so they added premium subscriptions to highways now. Yeah, capitalism, always great. Yeah, we paid so much money in tolls, and it was in euros too. So it, it's we lost so much money with that. Uh, on the topic of like tolls, the driving there is horrible. Like, absolute doo-doo. The driving there is so bad. No one knows how to drive, really. It's just like, in Birmingham, one night, it was different because people there were educated. They knew what they were doing. In uh, Italy, people just go ballistic. It's like a... What I mean, there's a, it, it contributed to the whole thing being sketchy and whatnot. Like, um, we went to the one part of Milan, and it literally looked as if it were, like, a third-world country. Like, it looked like I just stepped through, like, Mexico or, or something. Like, because, like, homeless people everywhere. Streets were flooded with litter and garbage. Super polluted area. Super hot. Like, if you didn't tell me otherwise, I would have genuinely thought I was in, like, a tropical, like, poor third-world country. Yeah. It was... Italy was disappointing with that fact because people always associate it with being, like, with, like, its own, like, grandeur and its own, like, class. Not even, like, people, like, you know, like, all, like, the, uh, high-quality stuff is probably made from Italy. Like, my glasses, they're not even made in Italy, but it's just the company's Italian, so, yeah, they make big bucks, they make big bucks off of that, so you would obviously associate yourself with, like, just the idea that, you know, why they they make, like, such amazing things, such amazing cars, I would thought they make, like, some, like, prestigious, like, roads, but no, no, that's not how it works, I regret to inform you, but... The streets are absolutely filthy. Um, like I said, tolls. Yeah, I live in Brampton. Take that in. I live in Brampton, and the driving there is already, like, horrible. And then the moment we got into Italy, you could tell that people do not care about the, uh, like, laws or, like, the rules or, like, the lanes or anything like that. Especially on, like, the tolls, too, like, where we, like, you have to pay money to get there, too, so you're, like, you know, you're expecting some, like, grandeur, like, expensive stuff, but no. No, definitely not. Um, right at the edge of the border between, um, uh, Switzerland and, um, uh, Italy, we had McDonald's for the first night. Yes, very classy, you know, Italian McDonald's. Capisce? <laughs> um, I know Italian McDonald's. It it was. I mean, it was, it's McDonald's. Come on, you can only expect so much. But like, uh, it was weird. It was very okay. The meal was very mid. I got like a double cheeseburger for like seven euros, and it was like two bites of food. It was tiny. Um, yeah, and it was really weird seeing. Uh, they had a whole like bakery section. Like, you could see, like, fresh, like, cheesecakes, croissants, like, pastries. It was weird after eating a, uh, like, a three-day-old burger and then seeing a fresh cheesecake just pull up to the counter. Yeah, it was weird. So, now, 
I want to start on Pompeii. Pompeii, for those who don't know, is a really famous uh, place of sorts. Yeah, it's a place, definitely. That's why we're talking about it. So for the most part, Pompeii is just like a normal city. I mean, it's not really like normal, you know, because it's an alien and whatnot, but like it's a normal city. There's nothing much special about it, but what makes it special is death. No, 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 not necessarily. I mean, yes, necessarily, kind of, yes, and no, but we'll get into it. Um, so, I think it was, like, during, like, the Greek or Roman time, or, like, a couple, of, like, thousand years ago, two, three thousand years ago, uh, there was a volcano that went big boom. And, and I think, it, like, it went, like, a full-on eruption for, like, three days. And what makes it so special is that the ruins of the town that got destroyed by the uh volcano are still here to this day because the lava was so hot that the the sheer heat of it just burnt everything in its place and because of the ash and whatnot and because of like the uh, materials around the city some things are like left still like like burnt in place not frozen i mean frozen but like not frozen frozen in a place like they can't move but with heat and it was really really nice to see because it was a really rich and like a developed city before the eruption so you could tell some things about this city you could tell um Honestly, it was like a game of sorts that you would try to make out what type of building or what was going on in that ruin. Uh, like, I remember you could see, like, ovens and, like, restaurants and, um, and overall, like, uh, open areas. You could see where the, um, town hall area was. You could see where the main courtyard was. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong, but I think I'm also correct on this. Um, I think the eruption of the mountain was so powerful that it, like, blew off a chunk of the mountain with it. I think so. I, I have I have evidence to back me up. Because if you go into Pompeii and you can see the mountain, you can see that it's not, like, an uh, edged uh, tip. It's, it's, like, a... It's like when you take a slice of pizza and you take a bite out of, like, the front. So it, like, kind of, like, curves... So yeah, that's what that's what it looks like. So I think I think part of the mountain like blew up with it, which was just mental. And um, like uh, it was really fun and like really uh, interesting using our own intuition to like make out the runes and whatnot, and seeing uh, like what they did, how things were, the layout of some houses and things like that, and. Um, learning the materials and the things they use that still stood there to this day. Uh, they did do some, like, reworking on uh, buildings. You could see, uh, but they use, like, uh, proper, they use, like, the same amount of material and where they did all the rework, so you could tell what was new and what was old. They use, like, a really, like, specific type of, like, brick of sorts. And, like, learning the materials they use, like, sandstone and all that, they, um, on how, like, sturdy the buildings were that they survived through so much and i think that day was the hottest it's ironic too 
because people they're literally like I'm probably on I was probably like stepping in a place where like a person was probably like actually melted and then I'm over there dying in the heat complaining that I'm melting so it's a tad bit ironic just just a small dose of irony in there but yeah it was super hot that day like I, I had a backpack on and you, like my I remember I had like a light bluish shirt and wherever I had the backpack on, the sweat was just building up. And it was you could just see exactly where the backpack was. That's disgusting. I don't know why I'm talking about that. Um, but yeah. Okay, so our concept that I guess that me and my family worked on is that us being um, Muslims, for example. For example, like my entire family is Muslim. Um, and we have our concept of like a shirk of like uh you can't associate anything with god we believe that god is one single being and there is never and there never will be something like he will never have like his helper like you'll never have someone near him compared to like how um christians believe that god had like a son and there's like the holy spirit and all that we don't believe in any of that we believe like just straight there's god and god himself that's it. So we believe that um, since the Pompeians, that's what I'm going to call them, since the Pompeians were so uh, developed and whatnot, we believe that they were trying to like hype themselves up and they were like trying to like go against God. And they were trying to be like, we don't need God for this. We have everything we need. And then God put them in their place. And he really put them in this place. Like, uh, it was honestly kind of sad too because uh, they have like uh, some ex exhibitions of sorts set up where you can still find like bodies or like kind of bodies where it, you could you can tell it obviously was a human at one point but because of it like melting over and like fermenting it's like a blob of stone but yeah it was kind of sad because you could see there were kids there were women. Um, there's even a horse. The horse one was cool. Because it was like... Like a skeleton of sorts. So you could kind of like see like a hole. And like you could see it was like kind of hollow in the middle. But like... Yeah, it was kind of sad seeing the uh, people like burnt in their place. Um, so in Pompeii, we had a VRBO. So it was like an Airbnb. And it was literally like sleeping. It was, it was very traditional. It was very traditional. It was, it was like a five, ten minute walk from the ruins. And it was our like beds were in like a little like hole underground. Like it was a very traditional like uh, when you see like uh, uh, like the videos and stuff of like Italy online. You'll find like the white walls and like the uh, roofed uh, wood panels up top. It was kind of like that but it was underground and like rocks. Like, there were literally, like, some rocks, like, extruding from the sides. I use a school word there. Uh, but, yeah. And that was a day we had, like, a proper, like, Italian breakfast. Uh, for, like, the first time. It was, it was interesting. It was really light and, like, whatnot. But compared to, like, South Asian foods where you have, like, just masale and, like, different spices and, like, heaps of oil first thing in the morning, that's... Nah, Italian was different. 
uh, in uh, wherever we went, wherever there were tourists, you could obviously hear the um, like the tour guides going around. And I remember there was this one tour guide we followed around, and he had like a re- you know, he had a fairly thick like Caribbean accent, and on like the road trip or on the days or on the on the hours we were on the road, I had downloaded uh, Pirates of the Caribbean from Disney Plus, so I literally just watched Pirates of the Caribbean, and then I'm in ruins of an old city with a Caribbean dude just placed in front of me narrating on how someone died i was surprised he didn't start talking about like davy jones or something (laughs) or like blackbeard (laughs) but yeah that was honestly really inspiring very awe it was very very cool so yeah that is it for today's episode i'm probably I think I'm about to make probably one or two more episodes. Probably one more episode. I'll get it done the next couple of days. Well, I'm trying to get everything done before school starts because then it's not really the uh, summer of AMP, is it? It's kind of like the summer and school of AMP, which, no, that doesn't work. Okay, that's it for today's episode. I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for watching, and bye, everyone.